So our mission here on the wall says to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. We believe that is foundational to everything because otherwise it's just us trying to be better. And we all know how exhausting that can be. We believe in the transformation of the Holy Spirit as we then can follow Jesus and love people beyond just the ones who are lovable even perhaps. I'm not lovable all the time, so I'm grateful for the people who let the Spirit of God, you know, lead them to love me when I'm not always lovable. And to do good, it is a good thing. And we do that in many, many ways. Uh, one of them is simply having food together. Uh, maybe I told you a long time ago uh, when I was first at Orcas Island Community Church, we did a pastor retreat and we thought, let's just go through the whole New Testament and see what did Christians do together that was meaningful. And like food was in the like, top two or three of what Jesus and the, and the early church did is eat food, right? So we have soup Sunday today. After the gathering today, you're invited to have some soup and bread. We have all kinds of delicious soups. Uh, so take some time to do that. Name tags are another way we do that. We want to know each other. Names are important. They're significant. We want to know your name. So once a month, we uh, ask that people wear a name tag, uh, even though sometimes we get your name wrong and give you the wrong tag. Uh, Peter was Chris this morning and Peter, so he, had, he had answers to either thing this morning. Um, we have a member meeting. I'm really, really excited about this. Sometimes, you know, pastors dread budget member meetings. I'm super excited about it because... The purpose for a budget and all that is to, is to give uh, life and action and power to what God is calling us into. And it takes resources. Um, so we're going to really have a, a wonderful time of sharing the exciting things that God is doing. And this is not just image management or some kind of shtick to get people to give. I have seen genuinely beautiful uh, amazing things that, of lives being changed through what we are doing together. So we're going to talk about what that looks like and how we plan to support that in the coming year. So I'm going to mention giving. You know, you may notice if you've been here for a while, we don't pass plates around. I've kind of come to think that the passing the plate around, it just feels a little bit desperate maybe. And it also feels like we don't trust people to understand that this mission is one that we support together. So we have to constantly remind you. I think it's important for us as believers to realize that giving is not something that's a requirement. God doesn't need our money. He already owns it all and he can do with it what he wishes. And it's not a compulsion, it's actually a gift to us. It's a spiritual practice to realize that sometimes we can have a very unhealthy relationship with money, which is what we often trust in. I know I do. How many times do you check your bank balance or your retirement things? I sometimes check that and I go, why am I checking this so much? Am I worried? Am I putting my trust in something that I shouldn't put my trust in? And God says, let's together share our resources and see how this world can change by how we work together with that. So we have many ways you can give. We, um, um, we encourage people to kind of set up regularly as an online thing. So it's not down to the whims of your week or your day. It's just something that you regularly participate in as part of your discipleship and you're following Jesus together. Uh, student ministries update. Some cool things are happening. I just want to first say that our very own Macy Allen came and uh, I've been teaching a student ministries, uh, but Macy asked if she could come and pres present something that she uh, had been doing for girl, is it girl scouts? It's guides in Britain, so I don't want to get it right. It's Girl Scouts. She did this presentation about single-use plastics. So she came to the... You know, people don't... The students sometimes get distracted when I'm teaching, right? But when Macy was teaching, there was silence and 100%, you know, attention being paid to her presentation. So we're so grateful for the young folks in our church. Uh, we have a, an awesome uh, event coming this Saturday. 
uh, we have the student garden takeover. They've done the pantry takeover where the students lead the whole pantry. It's chaotic, but it's wonderful. This Saturday, the students are coming to do a garden takeover. Rona's going to show them around the garden, all the amazing things about it, and they're going to do some work there. Uh, all middle school, high school uh, kids and their families, siblings, are welcome to come. There will be donuts and coffee in the morning, and there will be pizza at lunchtime. So if you only come for that, you know, it'll be okay. We'll give you a clipboard to hold, and you can look, you know, commanding. Uh, summer camp is coming up at the end of summer as well, so any middle school, high school kids, registrations will be opening this week for summer camp, July 31st to August 4th at Thousand Pines. Uh, we are in the process of, of looking to who God is choosing to be our next student ministries pastor. I've been meeting with uh, Life Pacific and APU uh, folks, because you know it's our immediate circle. We want people who care already about this community, because we really do. Um, so we're starting to look at that. We're forming all kinds of documents, role descriptions, and at the very early stages of forming kind of a search committee. Uh, I really believe this is a very crucial uh, moment for our church because we are across the road from a middle school and a high school, and this role has the potential, with 300 kids coming on Thursdays for coffee, has the potential to, I mean, genuinely meet students uh, some of the hardest times in their lives. It's hard to be a kid these days. We want someone who sees them and whose heart pours out in action uh, and, and calls others to join that too. Um, next week is what? Is something happening next Sunday? Oh no, it's nothing important. It's Mother's Day. It's very important. Except in Scotland it's a different day, so I always mess up because it can't, it's earlier in the year. And I'm just like, I see on Facebook everyone in Scotland saying, Happy Mother's Day! And I'm like, ah! Um, but we're going to be having some snacks and full opportunities next Sunday, so come for that. Uh, other opportunities, uh, the pantry, always a chance. If you want to find out more about the pantry and perhaps uh, 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 serve there, chat with Melody and she'll show you the way to that. Also the garden. I just want to say thanks to Daryl and Ron and Robert and Michael England who spent a very, very hot, sweaty day chipping all of the material that was cut off the trees and things. Uh, also, yesterday was an extra garden work day and a whole bunch of people, Ronna didn't hear really from, back from anyone, she think it's probably just going to be me, that a whole bunch of people descended and did a whole ton of work in the garden. Uh, if you've not seen the garden yet, it's a New Song Community Garden, it's a place of kingdom, connection and, and nourishment. I find no better metaphor than what it means to be in the kingdom of God than a garden. So take a little walk over there, there's a little tiny library with books in there, there's places to sit and rest. I think that's all covered. Wow, that wasn't bad, was it? What's that? Oh, you want me to just go straight to the sermon? Actually, I'm not preaching today. Uh, Melody is bringing the word today. So how about we just pause for a moment and pray. Um, we, we believe that God is a God who answers prayers, and if, if our heart's desire is to hear from him, he will always speak, and he does that supremely through his son, Jesus Christ, to whom all the scriptures testify. Lord, we want to testify to who you are with our lives. Lord, take these dry hearts, these sometimes stubborn minds, uh, our human selves. Thank you that you see us just as we are. And you don't walk away, you are here. Lord, our prayer is that we would discover more, 
about who you are, that we be freed by that knowledge to love you, to love our neighbors, and yes, to, to love and value our own lives because you have valued them so greatly. Be with Melody as she comes and shares what you've been showing her this week and open our ears and eyes, we pray, and our hearts to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Melody. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you know my name, but some of you may not because I have failed to put on a name tag. So, sorry about that, but now you know why we do it, right? Uh, how are you doing today? Good, good, yeah, so-so? Okay, yeah? Uh, who needs to take a, like a big deep breath, right? My husband's a therapist and when he says that to me, I'm just like, ugh, whatever, it's just a tool. But it works! It works sometimes, so let's do it together, ready? Well, that's what, yeah, that's what we feel like sometimes. Some of us are um, like super excited to be here and couldn't wait to get out the door. Some of us barely made it, yeah? Some of us uh, maybe had a morning that was straight out of, you know, a bright and sunshiny card. And some of us had a Sunday morning that is coming out of like a scary movie, yeah? Our family morning was a little bit like that, yeah? A little bit. Just don't say why, just nod your heads, yeah? <laughs> and gosh, it was just so many things. This week has been so many things, and you know, it just kind of caught up specifically with me this morning. And um, I was just like, okay, <sighs> deep breath, right? Deep breath and take it in, and, and let's be present for what the day might have for us, yes? Let's be present, let's ask God to be here. Uh, some of us are, you know, rounding about finals week, some college students in here. Uh, there's state testing going on. I know for a lot of schools, this room has been transformed into AP testing throughout the week. Um, there's lots of San Dimas High School kids in here. There's administrators in here. It's just, it's an intense time. The kids come out and it's like they're gasping for like oxygen. They're just like in this test that they've built so much you know, in their heads about, and it's finally over, and they're just, they're ready to take a deep breath. So let's take a deep breath this morning, yes? And uh, if you are someone who knows one Brian Keeley, it is his 40th birthday today. So, I was like, whatever, you're my friend, I can do that. So that's what we're gonna do this morning. And if it is your, any other birthdays this week? No, it's just you. Yes, my son, my son also. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, and Joel. Hey, stand up, birthday bros. Stand up, stand up, stand up, come on, come on. I don't have all day. Look at the birthday bros. So Joel turned 12 on Friday and Josh turned 13 on Saturday. So they're the birthday bros. And you got a third, bro oh, you're the three amigos now. Okay, the three amigos, sit down, sit down, sit down. All right, so let's get into it, yeah? Um, okay, let me ask you a question and you can be completely honest with me this morning just for a little bit and I will forgive you for what you nod to me today. But do you ever find yourself in these very seats, sitting where you are right now, sitting where you are right now, and maybe drifting? 
Oh, yikes. It's only when Grant preaches, right? It's not when I preach. Um, but maybe you find yourselves drifting. Maybe you're thinking about what's going on the rest of the day, or you're thinking about the rest of the week, maybe. Or maybe you're thinking about lunch. Okay, don't think about lunch. Everyone's having soup. We already established that. But maybe you're in these seats, you're drifting, and all of a sudden, maybe Grant and I say something like, I don't know, Piggly Wiggly, or Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, and we catch your attention, maybe. And you're like, wait, what did she just say, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo? Or maybe we get really, really loud to express some, you know, emphasis on what it is, or maybe we stop and we pause. And you're like, whoa, it just got really quiet in here. What did she just say? It's okay, you can tell me that your mind drifts. Because mine does too. Does this ever happen to you in other moments of your day, of your week? I know it happens to me sometimes on my drive here to work. All of a sudden, I've dropped off all the kids at school and I'm here at 8.30 and I'm like, whoa, how did I get here? I just, oh my gosh, did, am I driving okay? Am I paying attention? I'm not the only one, right? You can daze a little bit, you can daze and you can kind of be unfocused. And so, what do you do? What do you do when it's a little routine, when it's a little bit of the same things, when you find yourself in this state? What do you do? What do you do here at church? Do you shift a little bit in your chair? You shift your weight? Yeah? Or maybe you make a little sneak out to the coffee cart real quick? Now no one's going to want to sneak out and go to the coffee cart today. I'm going to call you out. I'm just kidding. I won't call you out. Um, but maybe if you're in the car, what do you do? Do you turn on the air? Do you make it really cold? Do you play really loud music? I think most likely, if in, a, in most of these cases, um, we're, we're very likely to take a pause. Take a pause and take a deep breath and say, okay, let me refocus. What am I doing here? Okay, let me focus on what Melody's saying, her words. Let me focus on my drive and actually pay attention to what's happening around me. In today's passage, we'll see how the author senses that his audience may be drifting a little bit. And they may be, you know, wavering in their commitment to do things because it's getting a little tedious, maybe a little routine, maybe a little hard, and they're just like, oh, I just want to float by. So that's what's happening today. So let's see if you can hear. It's almost like the author is stopping for a big sigh. Let's read this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. There's so much more we could, we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others, but instead you, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and can't eat solid food for someone for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what's right. Solid food is 
for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Did you hear it? Did you hear the sigh? I added a bunch of sighs, so you should have heard at least mine. But the author here, maybe is he disappointed? Is he frustrated? What, what is it? There's, there's so much to say, but um, you really don't listen, so... So it's like he's, he's just taking a moment to pause, to back up, to take a deep breath. And if we look back really quickly before you start drifting, yeah? If we look back, um, we can look at what he's covered. He said, hey, pay attention to the message so you don't drift away. Hey, consider Jesus and don't harden your hearts like Israel did before you. He says, I think I, think I have a slide here, Electra, I'm sorry, I may, may have not marked it. He says, pay close attention to the message so you don't drift away. Consider Jesus and don't harden your hearts. He said, hey, don't have a heart of unbelief here because we have God's rest. And Grant said, that's the confidence, that's the calm confidence we have in Christ. He said, the word is alive and active. Remember when Chris was up here with the sword? Remember that? How many of you drifted while I just did that little recap? Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you, Keith. He's honest. So the author here is, is saying to the audience back then and, and to us today, hey, look at this like goodness, this meaty goodness of substance that, that we need to apply to our lives. But wait, we're drifting, we're unfocused, and we're living our faith kind of in a routine kind of way. So let's pause. And then the author goes on to say that they are so unfocused, he compares them to babies. He compares them to babies. And babies are super cute, but to be compared to in this way is not so cute. He's not using it in a cute way. But when I saw this, I was like, well, babies are cute. Babies are cute. I had four of them. And that got me thinking of one baby in particular, and that is my baby Joshi, who turned 13 yesterday. My baby Joshi, who turned 13 yesterday, and the next uh, sermon illustration comes at his expense, so bear with me, and I've gotten his permission to use this, so please enjoy the next few pictures. So <clears throat> I think God is so good because he gave me this passage to talk about on this weekend, so I told him, buddy, you kind of don't have a choice. You have to say that you're okay with me using the, this, these pictures. So, will you thank Josh ahead of time for being willing? <clears throat> so let's talk about babies, okay? When babies are just born, when babies are just born, like my little baby Josh, uh, when babies are just born, they rely solely on milk. Milk has everything they need to survive. You really can't give them anything else. Milk is what gives them the nutrients uh, to survive, to thrive. Milk is the only thing they can handle at this point. And at this point, if you don't give them the milk, they get super cranky, yes? super duper cranky because he's waiting for his milk and he's like, come on, what's going on here? 
But after about four to six months, babies start to eat a little bit more and they eat things like cereal, but they're still relying on others to feed them. And in this case, his big sister Kaylee is feeding him. But finally, it gets to the day where babies can pick up things with their cute chubby hands and they can sort of gnaw on things like Josh and this little piece of pastry here. It's normally like a cracker or a baby biscuit, but I just gave them like a big roll, I guess. So good job, mom. Um, in this kind of stage, they're discovering all sorts of food. They might discover jello, and you know, it might get everywhere. They might discover Oreo cookies, and it might get everywhere. Um, but at this point, they're discovering new and amazing tastes, and everything tastes so good, and it's so exciting. And most of the time with babies at this stage, you're watching to make sure they don't put everything in their mouth, right? Because they're just so excited. They're just so excited. They start doing stuff on their own eventually, like holding a bottle or holding a water cup, or whatever it is, and you're so excited because now they can hold it on their own. They're learning, they're learning. Their bodies still, though, are learning to digest and learning what they need, and, and they're growing. And even though the babies get older here, and he's a little bit older and he can hold his bottle here, he still relies on the person who is in the room with loving arms for what he needs. So babies eventually become children who might take part in making the food. We're gonna skip uh, some years here. So there he's making something. So they take part in that and hopefully when, when children get older and they turn you know, to the stage where they can, they take part in making the food and producing something like we'll see here in the next picture. So that's Josh at the air fryer making chicken milanesa. He makes a mean chicken milanesa if you ever want that. Um, and it almost seems like at some point they have come full circle. Now they're making, now they're producing, and they're participating in perhaps family events like Taco Tuesday and making the taco meat on the stove. So in his 13 years of life, I know that my son would tell you this is true, that he has discovered not just how to know what good food is, but he's always excited to try something new. Always excited to try something new and knowing that there is something around the corner. Okay? So... That's this great. Let's look back at what the author says about babies. He says, you know, instead of moving forward here, as you should, as we've just seen baby Josh move on and on and on, he's saying instead of moving forward to the good, the better, instead of being the one at the stovetop cooking, instead of being the one at the air fryer flipping the chicken, you're, you're moving backwards. You're moving back towards the milk. You're moving back towards the milk. And he doesn't even say, you know, cracker or pureed foods. No, he took them very, very, very beginning. He said, you're struggling to understand and capture the very basics of faith. He says he calls them spiritually dull, which has also been translated as sluggish, lazy, slow moving. 
Now, why is he saying this and what exactly is he talking about? Well, let's go back to that other slide with the meaty goodness, right? He said, pay attention to the message. Consider Jesus, don't harden your hearts. Don't have a heart of unbelief. Enter the rest. The word of God is active in life. And they're hearing all of this. The audience has been trying to live out their faith, but it seems as though at this point, they're like, yeah, well, this. It's kind of hard to keep up with these things. It's kind of hard And I think we could find ourselves in good company with this audience, yes? And as we've seen in scripture time and time and time again, does history repeat itself? Yes. Why? Because we are subject to the ever-present human condition. The human condition of, yeah, 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 I hear what you say, I see what you mean, but I'm over here dealing with this. And I'm over here struggling with this or this has happened to me, or that has happened to me. So pay attention so the message doesn't drift away. Don't have a heart of unbelief, but I don't see God over here. Enter the rest, the calm confidence that we have in God, but but I have this situation. The word of God is alive and active, we'll do something. Right? Right. And as I've said in previous sermons, it's almost easier not knowing what we know. It's almost easier living in ignorance of these things rather than knowing these things because sometimes when we live with these things at the forefront of of our minds, it's hard to kind of rationalize. And I've said this before up here too. I don't know that a rational explanation would do any good either. Because I don't know if that would, I, I, I know for sure that wouldn't rationalize your suffering. I know for sure that wouldn't rationalize whatever it is you're, you're waiting for, you're desperate for. But, God, but the author here is saying, live with these things at the forefront of your minds. Live with these things. And the audience is struggling with, well, it was kind of more comfortable over here where we had to go to a high priest, where we had to do this, where we had to... Maybe, maybe it's easier doing that. And his, the author here is saying, hey, remember, hold tightly. He's taking a breath. He's saying, Jesus came to give us direct access to God. Your faith can grow like a baby who grows to a teenager and beyond. Your faith can be so much more than just milk, than just milk. And I believe that the author here is taking a big sigh because he knows that everyone's shifting in their seats. He knows that everyone's shifting in their seats and he knows that people here are kind of floating about in their faith and kind of thinking, it's okay, let's just put this into routine. This is kind of an ordinary thing. But I believe he's taking this moment, not particularly to sigh and say, okay guys, shake it off. I could make that into a Taylor Swift moment, but I'm gonna restrain myself. (laughs) Growth, okay? But I believe he's taking a moment to say, hey, hold on. 
There's so much more than milk here available to us. Like a child who is in the room waiting for the loving arms of whoever is providing his milk, his food, his cracker, his bread, whatever, like a child who would look to the room, look, look to the arms of your loving father who has more than anything you'll ever need. Look for more than just milk. In this series, we've been talking about this human condition, this human condition that we all suffer with. We all suffer with and we all, you know, fight sometimes against this. But this book is about pressing on towards, pressing on towards the message so you don't drift away. Pressing on towards fighting when your unbelief gets the better of you. Pressing on to what you've heard and what you have seen be true. I'd like to think that, that maybe the author here is also pausing for a snack, like a teacher, right? The teacher says, okay, everybody, get up, stretch, you know? Maybe he's pausing for a snack here, and he's like, okay, let's all go get some bread. Maybe not wine, because we'll all fall asleep, right? But let's get some bread. Let's get a snack. And let's take a moment to breathe. Let's take a moment to breathe. And a moment to stop and recenter what's going on. Recenter our focus. So where are you today? Where are you? Are you in a moment where your faith feels a little routine? Don't answer me, you don't have to. But maybe you're in a routine moment right now. Maybe you're in a daze where before you know it, oh, I'm at church again on Sunday. How did I even get here today? And then before you know it, you'll be back next Sunday. So is it, are you in a moment where you're just kind of in a daze and time and time has passed and, and maybe you wake up and say, God, thank you for this day. And maybe you go to sleep and say, now lay me down to sleep. Maybe you do that stuff, but there's so much more. There's so much more. So I think what the author here today is saying to us is, let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow together. We want more than a faith that is just routine. We want more than basic nutritional information, basic nutritional, you know, faith, Christianity, whatever you want to call it. Let's grow. Let's become more than that. Grow me, Father. Because before you know it, time and time and time has passed. And just as it passed with my baby Josh, who was brand new, before you know it, he's a 13-year-old teenager. How did we get here? How did we get here? Time keeps marching on. You and I are a day older than we were yesterday. Happy birthday to all of you. You're a day older. And if there is something that I believe our community here at New Song has learned this year, is that time is no guarantee. Sure, I'll see you next Sunday. That's, I can't say that's true. 
There's no guarantee with time, but it keeps marching on. So what are we going to do? Do I keep baby Josh on milk? Is that going to feed him? Is that going? No, he's going to grow to be malnourished, to have brittle bones. Milk does a body good, but I mean, it doesn't have everything. No, I want my baby to grow. I want my baby to thrive. And just as much as I love my baby Josh, God loves us so much more. So much more and wants our focus to be there. And he says, press on. Press on. Just as we did in the beginning of the the sermon. Let's do it again. Take a breath. I want us to stop here and take a breath. I want us to stop here and focus and recenter our concentration. This morning's sermon, you know, it was, it was a, so interesting because I was chatting with my husband and chatting with Grant. I'm like, well, I could say this and I could say this and I could say that, but I don't know. I think God is calling us as a church, as a whole together community, let's grow. Let's grow together. Yeah? And why not? Hey, guess what? Sometimes I can't reach whatever snack is on the top shelf, but Bill can. Or maybe, I'm going to use you, Bob. Bob can't bend down to get the thing on the very lowest shelf, right? He's had knee surgery. He has issues, right? But guess who can? I bet my 13-year-old son can. We need each other. We need each other, and we need each other to grow. We need each other to challenge us, to say, hey, I know this situation is around you. Can I be with you? I have a friend right now who's going through something really, really big. Just keep talking to me. Just keep talking to me. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what I think. Just keep talking to me. We need each other. Just as much as we need milk, just as much as we need tacos, just as much as we need nutritional, meaty things, we need each other. We're going to do communion now. I'm going to have the band come back up. And uh, Grant and I will be here, and Scott and Chris will be in the back. But let's just take a moment and hold on to our communion and focus and take a breath. Recenter our concentration. Don't, in this moment, don't let your mind wander to lesser things. Don't let your mind wander to, I wonder what kind of soup is, is being served. Don't let your mind wander right now. Let's hear the challenge of today and not approach it as just regular. Remember when I got up here the Sunday after Easter and I said, well, I guess it's April 16th. It's not Easter, but hi, hi today. It's not regular. The same salvation that is available that we celebrate on Easter Sunday is available this very minute. This very minute. And that should not, should 
not be lessened. That should not become routine. Let's hear the challenge to shift in our seats and shake it off. I did it. I had to. It's too much. Too much. Shake it off. And shake each other. This morning in our house, as I said, it was a little bit of a challenging morning. And I was kind of waiting. We have a, what's it called? Jack and Jane? Uh, No, that's wrong. Jack and Jill. Sorry. Wrong girl. So we were just kind of waiting for my husband to kind of say, Melody, what are you doing? Cut it out. I was waiting for him to shake me a little bit and say, you know what? Just stop, pause, whatever. And he didn't. And I was like, what? Why didn't you say anything to me? And then he's like, wait, hold on. You are crazy. Because if I were to, you might get mad at me. So I just thought, you know what? Let's you be you and just shake it off on your own. And, And I was like, yes, but in that moment, I needed you. I needed you right now to tell me. He's like, well, I don't. I don't know. You're not, you're not saying anything. So I have to give it to the man. I am crazy sometimes. Okay? Are some of us a little crazy? But he didn't know. I didn't say anything. So sometimes I think, too, when it's time to hear the, hear the challenge of the day, we say this all the time. Let's be here for each other. But I don't know how to be there for you unless you say something. Unless you say something. And how does that work? Does that mean, oh, everybody make a line and Grant and I will be, you know, taking names and whatever's going on with you afterwards? Sure, if that's what that means. If that's what that means, but that means, hey, come. It's not regular. Next Sunday is not regular. The Sunday after that is not regular. Every day is an opportunity for God to speak to you. Every day is an opportunity for you to see Jesus. Every day is an opportunity for me to see Jesus in you and you to see Jesus in me. Every, every day. Let's keep an eye out for what Jesus can do when he is calling us with the expectation like Josh was eyeballing that funnel cake. Did you see that? His eyes when he was looking at that funnel cake. I want to live with that expectation in my eyes to see what Jesus is up to. So let's take communion, hold it, and we'll take it together in a moment.
brought to them. we do every Sunday we do it every Sunday but today I want us to take a deep breath and remember that this is not ordinary this is not routine and God did so much by coming and breaking his body and spilling his blood. He gave us full access to him. And he loves us so much more. So much more than we could ever love anyone. And that's what came to change our focus. That's what came give us hope, to give us a future. Let's take the bread. This little cup is not ordinary. ask God to be with us as we refocus what it is that he might be calling us to, asking us to. Let's say, God, grow me. Thank you for the opportunity to have direct access to you, to be able to say that. Grow me, Jesus. Let's take the cup. I'm not going to tell you today, hey, go out, get the next devotional on life. Come to the pantry and serve on the weekend, the, the garden. Sure, you can do those things. But start right here, right this minute. As it says earlier in Hebrews, today, do not let time pass. But today, hear this message. Today, respond. Today. We can, we can't leave here and just leave and come back next Sunday and we're back here again. But today, I'm going to ask you, would you just stop and breathe? And as we sing this next song that says, here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. The Lord can speak to you in this moment today. Today.